Alright, all you Streetlight Crusaders and late night trick-or-treaters out there, welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special, and now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw from Greensville, North Carolina. And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see none other than DIY going one-on-one -on -one against Imperium members of Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Heiser. And for those who are wondering out there, yes, unfortunately, the ring announcer who would do those ring announcings would not be there tonight for Monday Night Raw, but still the action was hot because during this said match, not only we would see a step-up knee insiguri combination, or what we like to call around here a tiger knee and Enzi combination Da Vinci during this match as well as a pop-up tilt-wall backbreaker by Vinci during the set contest for near fall even seeing Johnny Gargano pull off a samurai DDT during this match now, for those out there who are confused what a Samurai DDT is, it's basically a powerbomb DDT counter that used to be in the old WWE SmackDown games. Just as a heads up, and go look it up if you haven't checked it out before, it's a cool move. But to get things back on track and to keep up with the cool moves, folks, we would see a Scorpion Death Drop by Tommaso Ciampa the Kaiser for near fall, even a Death Valley Droiva of sorts by Kaiser, to Ciampa still for near fall. But ultimately this match will come to an emphatic end after Giovanni Vinci would miss with a moonsault, get caught with a nasty tiger knee and a DIY combo known as the meat in the middle apparently is what it's being called for DIY to not miss a step after three years of not being partners via pinfall. And then meanwhile, backstage, we would hear from Shinsuke Nakamura saying that he's looking for his next sacrifice and he'll choose him or we'll have to choose him and will also say that he's looking for the hero to poke the lion and would ask for the hero to show himself. And who would be the hero in this case? Well, in the form of Akira Tozawa next week on Monday Night Raw. I don't get it, but... You know, I guess that's the match. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of people waiting for other people to show themselves, the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see Candice LeRae going one on one against Zia Lee. And this match would kick off with Candice getting a little bit of revenge in the corner with a little violence party for Zia Lee for near fall only for none other than Zia Lee to use the apron to hit a lifting knee right to the back of the head of Candice LeRae. But ultimately, this match will come to an emphatic end and almost in the same way as one of her matches in NXT did with not only a tiger knee, but a no mercy style spin kick that would knock Candice LeRae through a loop causing her not only to see pumpkins, bats, and stars, but for the referee to see that she was unfit for battle, to quote my sister, and for this match to come to an end via stoppage. For Zia Lee to win this match, and for her to once again call out none other than the man Becky Lynch, 
who later in the night would say that she defended that championship in the past 42 days more times than Roman Reigns or Rhea Ripley has ever has, called herself the catalyst of change, and would go on further by saying that she doesn't need the title, the title needs her, for Zia Lee to say, oh, I'm going to challenge you, but on my time. Only for Becky Lynch to say, well, I've been waiting for weeks and you've been, you know, just kept doing this. When's it going to be time for you to fight me? When? <laughs> for us to not know when, but at the same time, for us to go on a little history lesson with none other than the Scottish Terminator Drew McIntyre. Who would go over his entire history of how he became WWE Champion during a pandemic on how the bloodline screwed him over at Clash at the Castle and would say that your first title defense or the fact that Drew's big first title match defense would be Seth Rollins' last at Clash of the Castle. Only for Seth Rollins to come out and say that he's going to beat that bag boy for the Judgment Day, J.D. McDonald tonight in preparation to his title match this Saturday. And he would say to Drew McIntyre in the most respectful way known possible, Boo freaking who you Scottish baby. And would go on further by saying that during the pandemic, a lot of people were fighting their own battles and had it a lot worse than you did. And would say that people didn't know if they were going to be able to go outside again, whether or not they were going to see their loved ones or get groceries or any form of normality ever again. And I was one of them, to be honest. <laughs> and it would go on further to say that, excuse me, that you didn't get the title the way that you dreamed or you wanted. And would go on further to say that being screwed by the bloodline, get in line. A lot of people were screwed by the bloodline. It would mention Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, should have mentioned Kevin Owens, who got screwed on five separate attempts at a world championship by the bloodline alone. And then would say that if he does manage to rip the title from him at Crown Jewel, he'll be the first one to shake his hand like he did in 2020. But to inform him that the Messiah of old is long gone, and there's a reason why people sing my song, and there's a reason, and before we can find out what reason it was, the reason for the season right then was a beating from none other than J.D. McDonald, who would attack him from behind prior to the match. And how would that end up for J.D. McDonald? Well, during our next match of the night, which would see Seth Metal going up against J.D. McDonald, we would see a boot to the face, chops against the barricade, and even just a straight-up beatdown by none other than Seth Rollins. Only for J.D. to come back with a unique leg trip using the ropes and also a corkscrew slingshot splash, sort of reminding me of the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. Very impressive too, I may add. Then we would see not only a big back body drop by Seth Rollins over the top rope to follow things up with a tope suicida for good measure right over the table. Only for JD to come back during this match with a roll up for near fall. Then seeing a running tiger knee right directly to the face by Seth Metal Seth Rollins for near fall. For JD to come back with a Spanish fly still for near fall. 
But once the Judgment Day would make their way via ringside in the form of Damian Priest to cheer on his boy, we would then see Seth Rollins taking his eye off the ball long enough for a frog splash counter, only for a near fall. But ultimately, this match will come to an emphatic end with a very, very unique way to end the contest in the form of a pedigree leading directly into the stomp for Seth Metal Seth Rollins to win this match via pinfall. And after the match was over, Seth Rollins would make his way out of the ring with Damian Priest still holding on to that briefcase and for him to say, make a move, make a move. Don't waste that on me. Don't waste that on me. For Damian Priest to still hold up the briefcase and for Seth Rollins to head up the ramp singing. And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw in traditional near Halloween fashion would see none other than Chelsea the Hitman Hart going one-on-one -on -one against Natalia the Rabbit or the Bunny for those who know in certain other companies which would see Several major announcements being made prior to this contest, including Sami Zayn going one-on-one -on -one against JD McDonough in the pre-show for Crown Jewel. And then we would then see Chelsea Green coming out to the Heart Foundation music with Piper Nivens dressed up like the Anvil Mineheart himself. And Natty would be on the receiving end of a pie to the face. Now, the amazing thing about the pie to the face, folks, is the fact that the Max stayed on when she got pied in the face. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> but as the match continued to see not only Kendi, Kendo Sticks, Puns of Plenty, a Natty by Nature clothesline over the barricade to lead into a trash can to the side of the head of Natalia, as well as seeing a double sharpshooter attempt countered by the ring post and a skeleton that would land on the head of Natalia. But as we would see Chelsea Green trying to pick up pumpkins to try to smash Natalia upside the head with one, we would see Nikki Cross sitting there dead-eyed in the table. For what reason, I know not. And then we would hear from Michael Cole saying, oh no, that's really Nikki Cross. I saw her move, I saw her move. <laughs> for Natalia to hit a powerbomb sit-out style on Candy Corn for almost a Candy Corny finish. <laughs> According to Michael Cole, don't get the rotten fruit for me, folks. But after a counter of a pie to the face and trying to take out none other than Piper the Anvil Nineheart, we would see none other than Chelsea the Hitman hitting an unpretty her to win this match in sweet fashion via pinfall. Man, to get beaten by someone dressed up as your own family members, now that says a lot, folks. It really does. And for those out there wondering also, yeah, Natalia or Nikki Cross still was sitting in the table after the commentary was done. And to make matters worse, folks, yeah, still sitting there at the commercial break, according to eyewitnesses. 
But after that bit of business, folks, the next match we would have up to wrap up this pre-Halloween treat would be our main event of the evening, which would see none other than Sami Zayn going one-on-one -on -one against Damian Priest. And during this set contest, action will go back and forth, but one Spin Balor and Damian Priest or Dominic Mysterio would show up. We would see the Judgment Day trying to help him win the match, only for a South of Heaven counter to take place into a roll-up, only for a near fall. For Damian Priest to pull off a move that he called the Reckoning as a message to Cody Rhodes that unfortunately wouldn't lead to anything. Because after constant interference from the Judgment Day, Jay would show up in the main event, cause not only it's his name, but to back up his friend, only for Dominic Mysterio to get taken out as well as Finn Balor. And then for Damian Priest to eat a super kick cause Jay was hyped for the interference and didn't know what was going on, for him to take out the, his opponent, or take out Sami Zayn's opponent, for the disqualification in favor of none other than Damian Priest. Then immediately after that disqualification, the rest of the members of the Judgment Day would show up and beat the ever-living Daylight's flag tag out of Jay and Sami Zayn. But as that beatdown was going on, we would see Cody Rhodes making his way to the ring and immediately making a beeline for Damian Priest. And while we would see not only Dominic Mysterio and Finn Balor suffering the wrath of a tope suicida to the outside of the ring by both Jey Uso and by none other than Sami Zayn, we would then see Cody Rhodes trying to go after a little bit of revenge on Damian Priest, but for Jay McDonald to show up to stop that from happening, for him to eat a halufa kick against the barricade, and then for him to eat not one, but two, count them two crossroads, courtesy of the fans asking for one more after the first, for none other than Damian Priest to sit back and watch for Cody Rhodes to say that you're an unsuccessful at trying to take me out. And at the same time, would we'll call him a walk-behinder, somebody who walks behind everybody, despite him having a ticket to the future. And would we'll then would we'll say that my path is back again, and my path will run straight through you at Crown Jewel for a stare-down to end Monday Night Raw for this spooky season for this year. But what will happen next week on Monday Night Raw, folks? Will we see Damian Priest capturing gold in Saudi Arabia? Will we see the Judgment Day still on top with all the gold? And will we see some form of major change post-Saudi Arabian pay-per-view? We find out the answers to that and more for another exciting edition of Monday Night Raw for next week. But until then, folks, I think it's time for us to go grab a glass of water and try to keep the paranormal activity to a minimum. And when we return, we'll be back with more of the Tuesday Night of the Living Dead Part 3 right after this. So don't go hunting monsters just yet, folks, and stay tuned.